and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. So, hello, folks, and welcome to a very special series of episodes from the Sales Chat Show. Now, normally, I begin the episodes by saying I'm in the Sales Chat Show studio uh, with my colleagues, Mr. Phil Jessen and Mr. Graham Jones. But unfortunately, due to his academic responsibilities, Professor Jones is unavailable. But Mr. Jessen is so, Ooh. and Phil is a real specialist and an incredible expert in the area of key account management. So, this is the first in a series of five linked episodes where I'm gonna interrogate and grill Phil to grab his wisdom for you folks. So, these are the five key principles of key account management, and number one is about working as a partner. So, Phil, probably just before we start talking about the principle of working as a partner, can you give people a little bit of a, a like an insight into your de- definition of how you would describe key account management? Yes, certainly. Thank you, Simon. Um, the phrase, um, all customers are important, but some are more important than others, for some people, that's a little bit abrasive. I think the the, the real phrase, the, the proper way of looking at it, is that all customers are important, but some are different. And the ones that are different are normally the ones that have a strategic impact on the business. For example, if one key account goes down, you would feel the ripples of that within the business straight away. If two went down, you're in trouble. If three went down, you're probably looking at redundancies. There is no one single definition, of course, of a key account. But typically, in my experience, they're often the 20% of customers that are producing 80% of the profit. Uh, Some companies just say, well, they're our top 10. And we define that using a number of criteria. It might be revenue, it might be profit. Um, A key account can also, of course, be a problem customer where there are major issues that need to be fixed. They can be customers that are spending relatively little, but because of their name, they have huge clout. They are door openers within that sector. And of course, a key account can also, for some organizations, be a dream prospect on the horizon, uh, something that they've been working on for the last 18 months and they're hoping to bring it in in uh, 2023. And I guess also I'd just just chuck in, it might be one that could be part of your 20% in the future, which might be one of your dream 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 prospects. So they might be reasonably small now, but with with huge growth potential. But yeah, Yeah. so probably we we could talk for an hour on key account management definitions but let's let's focus back on working as a partner i guess lots of people listening in would say yes we operate as a partner and so on and so forth phil but what do you mean by from a key account management point of view working as a partner well if if people have um, a, a partner relationship um what's really going on is that they have 
two things happening at the same time. They have a very, very good relationship with all of the key decision makers. And let's, let's not forget the decision influencers either. Uh, and the other thing that's happening is that they have a fantastic understanding of the customer's world. Uh, not just what products they sell, but a fantastic understanding of the customer's business inside out and backwards. So that's the sort of thing that I'm talking about here. And so what, what needs to be in place for that to actually be a reality rather than like an aspiration in an account plan somewhere? Uh, in the sense of how would you know if you've actually got it? Yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, how would you kind of, what What would be the, you know, what would I need to see to know that I have that level of superior relationship? What would I need to be able to see to know that we really understood the customer's world? Uh, a lot of things might be uh, viewed as being uh, indicators for that happening. Uh, for example, and I just mentioned a couple there, you have very, very good relationships with all of the decision makers. Okay. Um, there, another one might be that you understand their future strategy because you sat down and talked to them about it. Yeah. Another indicator might be that they're giving you confidential information, but they're not telling your competitor that. Another indicator would be that there are no nasty surprises in the relationship. There will always be challenges but there are no nasty surprises because the key people are tipping you off. Uh, another obvious indicator is that as time goes by, more sales are coming in, more profit is coming in. And a, a, fine, a final one I'll leave you with for now is that maybe the customer is accepting willingly and quickly any suggestions that you come up with in terms of uh, helping to guide and shape their business. So, okay, so those are some of the some of the kind of indicators we'd see. So, for example, you'd have a really well-developed sort of stakeholder decision map yep. across and identify people's support status, et cetera. I'm yep. also interested, I mean, you'll be you'll be obviously super familiar with the 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 model around the stages of uh, key account development, pre-cam, early cam, so on and so forth. And and that talks about um, you know, the research behind that that both parties in the relationship need to have that strategic intent and that desire for that relationship. So you can't you can't really have this relationship, Phil, can you, with all customers? Because if they don't want to participate in that way, partnership behavior themselves, yeah. you can't you can't force them. No, that, that that that's very fair. So, some organisations want us to be suppliers, um, particularly those organisations that have sent their buyers on a buyer training course, who's only inter interested in a short term price, not long term value. So you're right. There is a there is an identification process needed here. There's a courtship process needed here uh, that looks at the benefit to both sides in. Uh, in, in working together um, as a partner. I, I think one good indicator for me about if an organization that I'm working with, if they are a supplier or if they are a, if they are a partner, is that if their customer is not talking about them in the boardroom, 
then the chances are they are a supplier. Yeah. If the customer is talking about them in their boardroom, the chances are that they are viewing you as a partner because that relationship is obviously important to all of those directors around that table. Yeah, that's a really and that's a really nice way of sort of illustrating have you have you got to the right place? Yeah, in the, and, in the organization? and just one indicator on that. I was once challenged by um, somebody in a in a workshop who said, "Listen, Phil, that's all good theory, but we sell cardboard boxes. Nobody's going to talk about cardboard boxes in the boardroom." And before I could give an answer to that, another person in the U shape in that training room. So, well, I, I can think of how you can get uh, discussion going in the boardroom, presumably having sold these cardboard boxes, that your customer has to dispose of them. And if they dispose of them, there's legislation and environmental legislation that affects that. So one of the services that you could add to the board of directors that you are selling to is to make sure that they are staying within the law on everything to do with disposal of your product. They will talk about that around the boardroom because it will keep them out of court. It will make sure that they are doing the right thing ethically, which will go down well with their people. Um, and probably as a result of it, they'll also be saving some money somewhere along the line. So that would be one way of making sure that you are being talked about. Without a doubt, many organisations will very correctly have a strong environmental policy and yeah. packaging waste, for example. Gosh, yeah. I've had so many conversations about packaging waste with retailers yeah. in my in my career. And just on the subject of retailers, it was a it was a, like a little moment of epiphany for me, where the sector of retailer, particularly retailers, I was responsible for. You know, a couple in there we had pretty decent partnership relationships and one i was really keen but they had a very antagonistic transactional style of behaving and every meeting was a fight over price and they were you know so so yeah and it probably just took me a painful year to realize there is no point trying to pursue a partnership agenda with this customer yeah. unless they have a change of mindset and culture because yeah. they're, they're they're too adversarial by by nature for it to be worth our time investing sadly it's, it's no different is it from human relationships you know there's no point pursuing somebody in a relationship if they're not interested there's got to be something there that both sides think can be developed fantastic well Phil, just, thank just, you just yeah, one sure. quick just one quick final point on uh being a partner uh when i whenever i talk to a board of directors and say you know who are your key accounts and why and they will answer that and five minutes later, when I'm outside the boardroom, I will say to a team of people in the office, who are your key accounts and why? And guess what happens? There is a huge gap and difference between what's been going on in the boardroom five yards away and what's been going on in the sales office. So having given some thought to being a partner and deciding what that actually means, make sure that you've communicated that effectively to everybody in the team yes yeah or else they'll make up their own mind about who are the who are the key accounts which might be a different <laughs> well thank you very much for that so further this is the uh the first in these five key principles of key account management linked episodes so that's working as a partner uh so we are now gonna uh, go on and record number two for you folks so make sure you look out for that one which is 
being an expert in your customer's world. So, Phil, thank you very much for that. Folks, um, slightly different episode from the from the sales chat show today. So I hope you found that useful. There are over 250 episodes from the sales chat show, which you can find uh, the saleschatshow.com website or from wherever you prefer to get your podcast. You find all of those. So um, hopefully you'll find something really interesting and useful there. In the meantime, Phil, thank you very much. We would like to wish everybody good luck and good key account management. And uh, we'll move on to episode number two. You have been listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And from everyone here at the Sales Chat Show, we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling. (laughs) 